International Soccer Preview, and we are Soccer Files Canada. Welcome to the short version of Series 20, looking at the groups and teams of the 2023 African Cup, played in Ivory Coast in January 2024. This episode is looking at Group F, Morocco, Congo DR, Zambia, and Tanzania. Here we go. It's the International Soccer Preview. I'm Kevin. And I'm Kiara. This is Series 20 of our MediaCast. It's the short version of that same series, Series 20, which looks at the groups and teams for the 2023 African Nations Cup. Even though it's titled that way, it actually takes place in January 2024. This group is made up of Morocco, Congo DR, Zambia, and Tanzania. In the short version here, we're, we're replacing parts one and two of the full-length version uh, with a short summary of each team's history and a look at their recent form. In the full-length version, Connor and Kevin introduced the teams in part one with some information about each country's location, population, and so on. Part two is a history of each team with a deep dive into African Cup Finals history. They then look into performances in recent tournaments and end with an overview of the players. In this media cast, we will tag on part three from that full-length version. Uh, that's Connor and my discussion of the prospects of each team. So if this short version grabs your interest, keep your eye out for the full-length version and players version, which will come out later in 2023. Yeah, and we're also working on Series 19, which is on the groups, teams, and players uh, of the AFC Asian Cup. And we have published short and long versions of the groups and teams and are currently in the process of publishing a look at the players of each team. Uh, we've started also our series on qualifying for the 2026 World Cup. So check the show notes for, link to, uh, for links to those. Okay, let's get into the four teams of Group F of the African Cup Finals. Right, so let's begin with uh, Morocco, and I'm going to give you kind of a broad historical summary, and uh, Kiara will cover their recent form. So in terms of strength, Morocco is a top-tier team in Africa. They've reached the World Cup six times and have come close three times besides. Having passed the group stage in 1986, they became the most successful African team with their fourth place finish in 2022. Uh, their African Cup record, however, is less impressive. They uh, their five finishes in the top four, including second place in 2004 and a title win in 1976, constitute an argument for them being a top-tier team. However, their generally weak results outside of that are cause to question and maybe seeing them as a second-tier team. Both before and after that 2004 result, they almost invariably were knocked out in the group stage if they reached the cup at all. Uh, so even a third-tier level team uh, at some points during that period has been rectified with better results in recent years. Uh, looking at their recent performance, 2017 has marked an upturn in their results. They passed the group stage of the African Cup for the first time since 2004 and did so for the following three cups. They also qualified for the World Cup in 2018 for the first time since 1998. And their success in 2022 truly puts them in the top tier currently. 
In the 2018 World Cup and 2021 African Cup, their performances deserved better results than a group stage exit in that World Cup and a quarterfinal finish in that African Cup. Morocco seems to be enjoying the strongest period in their history. All right. So let's move on to team number two. That is uh, Democratic Republic of Congo. We call them Congo DR. Uh, in terms of strength, Congo DR is an inconsistent team, ranging from top-tier performances to third-tier. Certainly their strongest period was around 1970, when they were known as Zaire. It featured their only World Cup qualification in 1974, and their only African Cup titles, two of them, uh, earned in 1968 and 1974. Beyond that, they have had other good periods, if not quite as strong. Uh, the 1990s saw a string of finishes beyond the group stage uh, surrounding their third place finish in the 1998 African Cup. And more broadly, they reached the African Cup consistently from 1992 to 2006, usually passing the group stage. In World Cup play during that period, it showed really only uh, by reaching the final round of qualifying uh, but their only impressive finish came at the end of that period with a second-place finish in their 2006 World Cup qualifying group. A third strong period surrounds the 2015 African Cup, where they once again finished third. Uh, more broadly, they reached the African Cup four times in a row from 2013 to 2019 and passed the group stage three times. Better World Cup results came towards the end of that period, too, and it'll lead us nicely into their recent history. But uh, just in an overview, uh, it is a pattern of slow waves of strength and weakness for Congo DR, although the intervals have become shorter in recent years. Yeah, looking at their recent performance, as you mentioned, 2015 marked their third period of strength, peaking, as in the 1990s, with a third-place finish in the African Cup. They passed the group stage in 2017 and 2019 and were very competitive with Tunisia in the 2018 World Cup qualifying, falling just one point short of reaching the cup. In that light, failing to reach the cup in 2021 seems merely unfortunate, uh, especially since it wasn't a particularly weak performance. There is more evidence supporting that the current wave of strong second-tier form is still going, given their competitive qualification in World Cup 2022 qualifying, where they reached the final playoff, and in qualifying for the 2023 African Cup. All right, we move on to uh, Team uh, 3. And Kiera, I must confess a bias here. Zambia's my favorite African team. <laughs> Do you have one? You've just traveled to Africa. Yeah, I was in Uganda last summer, so they didn't make it into this cup. I was hoping to be able to cheer for them. Um, but yeah. I've been to Namibia and South Africa, so Group E might be might be the team that I'm watching the most. Okay, okay, I'm going to put you on the spot here. What's your favorite team amongst those three? Oh, um, I'm going to go with Namibia. Okay, <laughs> I'll stop tormenting you and let's take a look at the Zambia uh, in terms of their overall history. So in terms of strength, Zambia ranges from being a top-tier team to a third-tier one. Uh, they've never reached the World Cup, although they were close in 1974, and even closer, within a point, in fact, of reaching the Cup in 1994. 
those two years paralleled good showings in the African Cups, uh, coming second in the 1974 and 1994 editions. While 1974 was a fairly isolated success, as was their third place finish in 1982, 1994 was a strong period, um, or the 1990s in general, uh, which saw them reach the semi-finals in three out of four cups, all the more impressive and poignant because their entire team was killed in a plane crash in the midst of it. Motivated at the 20-year anniversary of that, uh, with the cup taking place in Gabon where the air disaster happened, Zambia earned their best result winning the 2012 African Cup. Unlike 1974 and 1994, there was no reflection of that strength in World Cup play. However, outside of those periods, Zambia is a third-tier team struggling to reach the cup and knocked out at the group stage when they do. Their record in the Kosafa Cup, uh, that's their local group, uh, the Council of Southern African uh, Football Teams, uh, does reflect the African Cup to a degree. They did win uh, the local cup in the periods of strength that we described above in the mid-1990s and in 2013. But their record is generally strong amongst the third-tier teams that populate the locality, and it doesn't reflect the weak periods that we see in larger competitions. They have seven titles over the 19 editions, and only once in 2021 did they fail to pass the group stage. In terms of their recent performance, their 2012 win was cathartic, uh, but perhaps their motivation was spent. They were knocked out at the group stage in the following two editions and then failed to reach three cups in a row, even in 2019 and 2021, uh, where the field expanded from 16 to 24 teams. Only in 2018 did they show their former strength with a competitive World Cup campaign. However, they do have a pattern of rising up every 10 years um, and a solid qualification for the 2023 African Cup could herald that. All right, I hope so. <laughs> okay, our fourth team, or our uh, yeah, our fourth team is Tanzania. So, in terms of strength, Tanzania is a third, or sometimes a fourth tier team in Africa. A fourth tier team is defined by rarely passing a preliminary stage of qualification or finishing bottom if the first round is a group stage. And they have had campaigns like that. Generally though, they're a bit more competitive than that. But though they may pass a preliminary round, they generally finish in the bottom half of the group. As such, they've never come close to reaching the World Cup and they struggle to reach the African Cup. However, they overcame their third-tier status to reach the African Cup in 1980, and in 2019, they reached it a second time uh, when the tournament was expanded to 24 teams. In both cases, they were knocked out at the group stage. In their local group, that's the Sikafa uh, uh, or the Central African locality, uh, they have won two of the 38 editions since it was rebranded in 1973. Uh, those were in 1995 and again in 2010 when they hosted. Looking at their recent performance, reaching the African Cup in 2019 and 2023 is more than just a result of the Cup expanding, although it does make room for third-tier teams like them. It still requires a good performance at that level, specifically a second-place finish in the qualifying group, requiring them to beat out a second-tier or strong third-tier team. 
They did just that in those campaigns, qualifying ahead of Cape Verde and Uganda, respectively. Being competitive with such teams is not a great achievement overall, though, as they have done it at the game level, but only rarely at the campaign level. Losing all games in the cup shows that their improvement is, at best, a rise to the stronger end of Tier 3 rather than into the second tier. Okay, well that brings us to the end of the summaries and our look at the recent form of the teams. Now we pass you over to Connor and Kevin's discussion of the prospects of these teams. Uh, rankings and, and take our discussion from there. So I'll just start by asking whether you think Morocco really is that far ahead of the other teams here. I mean, I guess I have to say no. Um, I mean, they they are quite ahead in the rankings, but we all know that that's because of their, uh, their run in the World Cup. I mean, take nothing away from it. They had to beat very, very good teams, beating Belgium and Spain and Portugal, um, you know, en route. Um, but, you know, I think a, a good World Cup can inflate any team's rating. So um, I think they are the clear number one team in this group, but probably not quite as much as the, the gap shows. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think they're unassailable here, even though the rankings would uh, kind of suggest that. I don't think Morocco uh, are quite as strong as other first-tier teams, despite uh, despite their first-place ranking in FIFA. And one thing I've been thinking about as we've been going through this, we saw it, say, with Zambia after their 2012 win, and then in a couple of other places, is uh, sometimes after a big success, the team is kind of uh breathing out or you know that that kind of used up all their uh all their energy if if you will um do you think uh, morocco might do that here i i don't necessarily think so um but i, I think it's possible i mean it's um you know sometimes everything comes together in one tournament and you know now a year later can you you know, replicate the same set of circumstances and that same togetherness. It's not, it's not probably as easy. Um, so, yeah, I, I think what you said, they're not unassailable here. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not predicting that they would have a, a catastrophic collapse, but I, I think um, just because they went on a good run in the World Cup doesn't necessarily mean they're going to go on exactly a similar run in this tournament. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, like their their African Cup record is is really not that impressive. If we if we do call them a top tier team, they usually only make it to the quarterfinals. Uh, however, making it to the quarterfinals does uh, mean that they pass the group stage. So, uh, you know, maybe what we're talking about here, um, breathing out after their World Cup success, will be more of a matter of in the final stages rather than in the group stage. But do you see them dropping any points? I think it's possible. I think especially um, if they have the group, you know, wrapped up or, you know, they could, you know, play a B team um, in, in their final match if it comes to that. Um, I don't see them losing necessarily, but yeah, I think it's, it's possible they drop points. And I just think it is an interesting point um, that you made about sometimes teams having one, a great run um, and not following it up. And I think a lot of teams in Africa have a different record in the African Cup and World Cup. They may be strong in one, but not the other. And I think that just kind of shows that even, even good teams are not necessarily consistent all the time. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we're thinking about... Uh, uh, so the Morocco really do have some really good players. 
Um, but they're playing in Europe, a lot of these guys. Uh, I'm thinking of like Hakim uh, Zayech and, uh, and um, uh, the defender there, Ashraf. Uh, oh, Hakimi, yeah. Yeah, Hakimi, that's Ashraf Hakimi. Um, and they're pretty busy with their club play right now. So I wonder, you know, how, much, how determined they'll be in this African Cup. Yeah, that's a good point too, whether they'll all show up, right? Yeah, I mean, the African base players may feel they have more to play for than, than the ones who are already uh, successful in their club careers. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, maybe the next issue to discuss is that 18-point uh, uh, difference in FIFA between Zambia and Congo DR uh, and just four points in, uh, uh, in the ELO rankings. Uh, how close do you think these two are? Um, you know, tough to say. I might actually defer to you to answer your own question. Okay. Congo DR, they're, you know, they're the fourth largest country um, in Africa, you know, with 100 million people. Um, you know, you'd think that they, they should consistently be up there with some of the other strong African teams, and yet they're not, and they've had some inconsistent performances. So, um, you know, both for Congo DR and Zambia, their glory years, you know, were really a long time ago. Zambia, of course, did have that that 2012 World Cup. But in recent times, neither team has really kind of threatened the top-tier team. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think they're probably fairly close, um, but I'm not sure uh, which one I would say is, is kind of a better reflection. So maybe I'll, I'll turn it over to you if you have some insight. Yeah, I don't know. I think if we look at the facts, Congo DR have, you know, kind of edging them in, in every metric I measure, a slightly better head-to-head -head record, a slightly better ranking, a slightly better record over the past few years. And yet, I have a good feeling that Zambia is kind of coming back into form. I mean, we, we saw in their long uh, African Cup finals history, a, a fairly similar pattern. They both had some periods of really good success yeah. and then some periods of uh, of uh, kind of basement. I would say Congo DR is kind of uh, in a fairly good period right now. Um, uh, uh, that's been going on for a while, and I don't think their 2021 failure to reach the African Cup uh, really is a strike against that. So I think they're in a good run of form. But Zambia, I, maybe I feel like I, they have momentum kind of coming out of a, out of a pretty poor period. I, I just can't get that 3 nothing win over Ivory Coast out of my mind. That's, uh, I, I don't really feel like Congo DR have done anything like that. But maybe I'm just kind of creating a narrative because I like them. Yeah. I mean, Congo DR, when they get to the African Cup, they typically pass the group stage. They were third-place finishers only in 2015, which is that not that long ago. And, and admittedly, they came very close to the World Cup, losing that playoff to Morocco. I just kind of feel like I expect a bit more from them all the time, and they don't, they don't quite deliver. Um, they've had some good players, some good European-based players too, which they have now, players in the English top flight, um, players in France, that sort of thing. Um, but, um, yeah, they can't kind of, in my mind, don't seem to kind of push on. So I maybe give them a, a slight edge, but I, I see them both as kind of coming in as second-tier teams. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. Uh, they're pretty similar uh, if I kind of step back and take a look at it. Uh, I definitely agree with the ELO rankings that they're, they're close to each other rather than Congo DR having uh, an 18 point advantage. I'm really frankly looking forward to it because I think both of them uh, can be quite dangerous teams, you know, so um, I'm, I'm almost thinking that uh, there's a chance that they might uh, challenge Morocco, but that would require kind of a, a bit of a lapse from Morocco too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you talked about uh, country, sorry, did you have something to add there? Go ahead. Okay, you talked about country sizes. Well, Tanzania is one of the most disappointing teams in Africa, uh, given their population. We saw they have, um, what, 67 million. Yeah. Uh, and they're consistently kind of a third to fourth tier, te uh, uh, fourth tier team. So uh, I'm not sure what the reason for that is, but uh, um, it looks like here too, they're kind of uh, uh, just making up the numbers. Yeah, I fear that could be the case as it has been in their two other previous uh, tournaments. Um, I mean, they did well to get here. You know, they tied, um, they did tie away in Algeria, which is good. But, um, you know, they also have been losing home games. They kind of scraped in ahead of Uganda, which, you know, was good. Tanzania was actually the pot four team, so they did well to finish second and reach the cup. Um, but there's nothing that kind of stands out as, as, you know, they have a huge shock or a huge um, kind of dark horse tag to coming into this. I think they will struggle. There's some pretty good teams in this group. Um, I think it might be difficult for them um to really collect points against these teams uh yeah i think so too i mean we we have seen uh we have seen a couple of teams of this strength do well in the in the african cup recently uh gambia and uh, madagascar and stuff like that and and kind of harking back to what i said earlier i think those countries are kind of seeing this as wow we reached the african cup this is our big opportunity uh, yeah. You know, and I think they're highly motivated. I'm not sure Tanzania have that. I mean, they were at the 2019 African Cup, so they've kind of, um, you know, there's not a huge thrill uh, in reaching this cup for them. I just don't see much in their favor. Yeah, I think they'll be up against it. Um, you know, a draw, a draw is possible, but um, I think Congo and DR and Zambia, if they're if they're playing well and playing to form, you know, I'd expect those teams to, to beat Tanzania and of course Morocco as well. Um, so you know they could do an upset. I I don't see much more than a point probably, which would match their best ever total. But um, yeah, it's always difficult coming in as the kind of the lowest ranked team as well, um, and then being put in, um, yeah, kind of a strong group. I think it will be difficult for them. Yeah, well, even a point could make a, a big impact on the teams above. I mean, if they if they do if they do take a point off uh, uh, any of the teams above, it would kind of scuttle their uh, campaign. So they do have a chance of uh, playing a spoiler role here, but I, I don't really see them challenging uh, any of the teams above. Yeah, I do see it quite close between Congo, DR, and Zambia. I think Morocco will win it. Tanzania will finish last in the group. But, uh, you know, if either Congo or Zambia tie Morocco or, you know, conversely tie Tanzania, that will probably be the difference between those two teams. Um, 
Yeah, or certainly could be, including whether a team gets through in, in, as a third-place finisher. Yeah, well, that's a, uh, that's a point, too. And that's quite possible here. If all of the teams beat uh, Tanzania, then probably they would uh, have a chance of all going through. Um, I had a point uh, to, to kind of... Oh, uh, you mentioned the word form. I really think this comes down to uh, form, which is quite unpredictable. Uh, beyond the usual unpredictability, I think all of these teams are kind of subject to good form and bad form. So uh, I think it's really actually hard to make predictions and uh, um, anything could happen. But <laughs> on that note, I'll try to pin you down uh, to uh, giving me the prediction. Come on, Connor, lay it on me. All right. Well, I'm going to say uh, Morocco first. Um, I actually think they have a shot at winning this tournament. They come in as a top-ranked team. Um, I think with their World Cup semifinals, anything less than semifinals would be a really big disappointment. But I think they're trying to get to the final for sure. I remember their coach saying, um, you know, if we want to be the best in the world, we have to be the best in Africa first. So I think they put are putting quite a, a bit of emphasis on this tournament. They actually host the next African Cup. Um, so I think they're using this as a chance to have two good tournaments in before the next World Cup cycle. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of a, I guess, a long-winded uh, um, tangent. But I do think Morocco will win the group. I think they are building towards the 2026 World Cup um, and hosting the next version. I am going to stick with the pot order. I'm going to say Congo DR second and Zambia third, and then Tanzania I see as fourth. All right. Well, actually, that uh, tangent you went on was good. It was. Uh, it kind of persuaded me in their favor. But uh, I'm going to say Zambia with nine points, and I don't care what happens otherwise. <laughs> but no, I, I'm just joking. Uh, I got to go with you. I am uh, really hoping for a good performance from Zambia. Maybe uh, I'm going to put them ahead of Congo DR. I think uh, Morocco not finishing first would be uh, a lapse. And, and then, as you said, um, uh, there's a lot to suggest that they, they won't lapse here. So I'll say Morocco first. Uh, I can't really uh, say why, but uh, I'm going Zambia second, Congo DR third, and uh, Tanzania, I think they'd be lucky to get a point because I think it will be pretty competitive among the uh, three teams at the top. So I don't think, um, I think all of them will take that game against Tanzania quite quite seriously so as not to drop points uh, among uh, among the top teams. All right. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our uh, discussion and of our uh, look at this group and, in, uh, in fact, of our uh, African Cup look at the group. So uh, we will be coming out with a player podcast for these teams. We are currently finishing up the uh, Asian Cup uh, player podcast. So uh, when that's done, we'll move on to the player podcast for these teams. In terms of the groups, we might do an update podcast if we find that there's uh, kind of enough information on them to to merit it. And uh, if uh, keep your eye out in January for that, just before the cup, and uh, keep your eye out also for the player podcast for these teams, where we'll kind of uh, uh, go through and look at the candidates. We originally planned to tag on our past, present, and future plans for the media cast, but we have instead decided to put a link to that 10-minute video in the show notes. 
It covers what we're working on and what we plan to do over the next nine months. We would like to thank Pixabay and Alexei Ivanov of Mapa Music for the wonderful background music accompanying this media cast.